Welcome back to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar, your one-stop station for online vindication. And boy, oh boy, we have scoured the uh, variety of Subcockles of Reddit today to uh, to bring you new and interesting and wonderful, you know, examples of just how far or low we've come as a human race. So, you know, let's... Let's dive right into it. You know, how, how have you been this week, Sadar? I've been pretty good, pretty busy. Um, but all in all, I can't really complain. What about you, Buck? I, I've actually had a pretty marvelous week, and uh, I'm just having a hard time speaking right now because I feel like I have something growing on my arm, and I'm picking at it, and uh, I shouldn't be. And Caregiver Katie just reached over and covered it up with my sleeve, so... Back into action. No, we're we're uh, we're having a good week here at the uh, Cripple Command. I I did learn something no. valuable today. I spent about two and a half hours making sweet potato gnocchi from scratch, and mm. it was totally not worth the um, the effort. And my recipe for six fed three of us. Luckily, my youngest did not like the taste of it. So it was easy to acquiesce to giving him something else to eat so that the other three of us could actually get enough dinner for full bellies. But wow. I, I don't think I'll be doing that again. So it was a hard no key from uh, from the family on that recipe, huh? Well, it was underwhelming, yeah. but um, it, it wasn't like gross or anything. But for the amount of time and effort that it took, not worth it. Not worth it. I'll I'll Man, buy it sucks. I'll buy my Noki from now on. But... I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You know, actually, we we used to get this Noki from our Hello Fresh meal kits, and it was fucking amazing. But mm -hmm. and I always called it I called it Yeski. Oh, I love because <laughs> I called it Yeski because there's there's nothing there's nothing that should be no in that dish. So I used to call I used to call it Yeski, you know? <laughs> but you know that's just that's just you know an example of my crippled ass being bored and stoned. But um, I'll tell you what uh, I made a special request this week that we get started with a certain particular type of story that I'm gonna uh, rely on the expertise of my uh, my lovely caregiver Katie on. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, how about we dive right into that one, uh, Sadar? What do you think? Absolutely. Okay, coming from r slash relationship advice from Sirius Goose 865, my uh, 30 female boyfriend, 23 male, doesn't want to have sex after I was disabled. I used to be a very beautiful and very able-bodied and very able-bodied until last year when I was hit by a car. It caused a stroke which took away function of the left side of my body. I also had a surgery on my skull that changed the way I look. We were together almost a year before it happened, and we are still together now, and he visited me in the hospital every day. We had a very healthy sex life before the accident. Now he's just never in the mood. I get it because he is my caretaker now, as well as my boyfriend, and it's hard to separate me being a patient from me being his girlfriend. He has a heart of gold, but on my God, I miss sex. And yes, I'm able to have sex. And yes, I am able to feel it. All right, Buck, caregiver Katie, 
What do you? What pearls of wisdom do you have for us? I can only speak from the veil of the disabled person, and um, I actually have to say that in our, uh, you know, based on the subreddit, our situations are very similar, but the roles are reversed. Um, you know, caregiver Katie is, is the one who's always interested, and I'm the one who's always kind of lagging behind in the sex drive department. And, um, you know, I can attest to the fact that handicapped people do enjoy sex and can feel it, for I do enjoy and can feel sex. Um, it's just that I think that since the problem in this one seems to be with the caregiver... It would be really unfair for me to give advice from that avenue when I can actually provide you from uh, with with wisdom right from the source. So I'm going to turn it over to caregiver Katie and let her provide her expertise from the caregiver side of the uh, spectrum in order to give some insight onto this one. So go go ahead. Oh wow, there is a there's actually a lot kind of to unpack in that short of a post but first and foremost i'm i'm sorry for what happened to you and you know kudos with with moving on and finding the joys that you can in your life um then my train of thought derailed hang on um okay so first and foremost i think open communication needs to be a thing with you and your boyfriend because uh to be bluntly honest, statistics are not with you. Uh, women who suffer a disability uh, in a while in a relationship are four times more likely than men to be left um, by their partners. And society conditions us to see people with disabilities as asexual. So I don't know if this is like a, a, a thing where maybe a, a switch has been flipped in the brain. Um, for your boyfriend where he loves you but doesn't feel like he can be attracted to you like maybe he views it as a lack of consent or just doesn't know how to go about it or um, it could be something else entirely and the only way you're going to find that out is with open communication me and and buck here like we've we've we're a bit of the outliers in the situation of I met him when he was already disabled. So I knew what I was getting into. I knew like that there would be, you know, physicality challenges that we were going to have to meet head on. The great news with that is all these things that people, you know, used to see as, as kinky shit are now assistive devices. Like, that, that sex swing is now an assistive device. So, you know, go for it. Find the stuff. Do all the things. You are, like, there is no reason why you should not have a healthy and fulfilling sex life. Um, but it's got to start with open communication with your boyfriend of saying, hey, I feel like this is not happening for us and I don't know why. Can you kind of let me in on that and see what he says? And hopefully it's it's a, a thing of, you know, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to hurt you. I don't know how our sex lives are going to look going from then to now. Because one of the things that he is going to have to do is kind of mourn the loss of the life that he was planning on you guys having together. 
and come to terms with, you know, finding all the joys you can have with your life now. It's really hard for people to do, especially someone who's never interacted with somebody with a disability for an extended amount of time. So that is that is going to be difficult on both sides, and it's only going to start with an open line of communication. Uh, I will I will add on to that by saying that um, most of the kinky sex devices that are looked at as taboo are normally covered by most insurance plans as durable medical equipment. So keep that in mind. If you get something from the pharmacy that helps you get yourself strapped into a decent position, all you got to do is add a couple of little fuzzy bits onto it or a couple of sequins, and you got yourself a kinky little evening. You know, oh, that's, sorry. And then, and then, and then on uh, on another avenue, caregiver Katie did touch on something. You know, one one of the challenges that you do face is mourning the loss of the life that you once may have had versus the life that you have now that the situation has changed. And caregiver Katie and I, like she said, met when I was disabled, but I wasn't this mm-hmm. disabled. I was still. Moderately disabled when she met me, I I was able to walk around on forearm crutches, and now I'm like a level and a half down from Stephen Hawking. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so you know, we we definitely know the challenges associated with with having to overcome and overdap, uh, overcome and overdap, uh, overcoming and adapting in the bedroom, and um. I, I I can't stress how right she is that open communication is the best way to bridge the the gap between the misunderstanding that you you apparently have with your with your boyfriend. And one other thing I will add to that is that you're right in that the line between quote patient and girlfriend is like that's hard to distinguish sometimes and my answer to you know where that line is is that there really isn't one like they are both at the same time and they always will be and this is this is kind of going to be like the make or break moment of is this person in it with you in the long haul because you know you're like you know, people always say like in sickness and in health and that's like you don't really stop to think about like how deep in sickness and in health actually goes and what your caregiving becomes is an extension of the love you have for that person. Like being with that person is so worth all of the other stuff that it doesn't even matter. Like that's just part of it because it's worth being with that person. Yeah, I started I started my relationship avenue with a woman that took me in health and couldn't deal with me sick. And I left her for a woman who loves me to death and back sick, even though she'll never know me healthy. And, and, um, you know, this is, this is definitely a make or break moment. I wish you luck with that OP. I'm going to jump in and give my two cents speak because I'm, I'm, to a large degree on the outside looking in at this, but I think that there's a lot of possibilities that um, the two of you touched on a little bit 
with the needing to mourn the life that he thought the two of them might were were going to have together. I think it's entirely possible that your boyfriend is dealing with with the that the OP's boyfriend is dealing with depression, and nothing will kill a mm-hmm. sex drive faster than depression. Absolutely agreed. And I would also wager a guess that uh, he's feeling guilty about something, whether it's he wasn't uh, there to prevent you from getting hit by the car, or he feels guilty that um, he's not dealing with his emotions or his feelings of the situation better for you. And that can cause a feedback loop that he doesn't feel good enough to uh, do this for you. It upsets you. And then he's upsetting you and he feels guilty about that. It's possible that he's afraid he's going to hurt you now um, because of the changes that your body's endured. There's a lot of possibilities. So as uh, caregiver Katie said, I think communication is going to be vital in working through this together. And not every couple, uh, and it's not a bad thing or a taboo thing, but not every couple is able to work through everything together on their own. So mm-hmm. if you're not able to um, talk about this clearly with just each other, I would encourage the two of you to seek counseling or maybe you can encourage your boyfriend to seek counseling if there's a possibility that depression is part of this. Um, medication may even help with that. So, I mean, it sounds like in the last 12 months, your all's lives have been turned completely upside down. I think any mm-hmm. reasonable person would be dealing with a multitude of uh, mental effects from that. Oh, and- Absolutely. You two have anything and, else and, to add? Yeah, to add, kind of on tack on one one of the things that you said was that uh, really anything that you have to do to enjoy your lives together, there's no shame in any of it. None. Whatever tools you got to use, whatever uh, ologists you have to engage in, um, and then don't be afraid to talk to your doctors about, you know, oh, I'm going to get this sort of treatment. How is this going to affect my sex life? Like, oh, do I have to get a super pubic catheter? Okay, can we place it where, you know, I can still easily enjoy sex? Like, a lot of doctors don't think to think about that, unfortunately, and like, as it is, because we go back to disability equals asexual, and it's not true. So don't be afraid to advocate for yourself as selves as well. Right. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you for your expertise in caregiving on that regard, my love. And I will let you resume post back on the couch. Have fun. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Adar. All right, Buck. Let's keep rolling on. This time to r slash malicious compliance. Manager tries to... Manager tries to crack down on dress code. I respond by wearing yoga pants to work. From Gingerly Forged. So I, 34 male, used to work at a popular convenience store, really popular with a cult-like following, chain years ago. I've always been a bit of a clown, but very good at following rules while doing so. After working there a few years and seeing managers come and go, we got in a new woman who was just miserable and really wanted to flex her authority. 
Shortly after she started, she posted the uniform portion of the handbook in the break room and started complaining about people's attire, but clearly took the biggest issue with girls wearing yoga pants. So me, being the petty rule follower I am, combed through the policy and noticed some things in the wording. The rule stated that yoga pants are allowed as long as ankles, ankles flared and there was no gender designation for these rules. Few malicious compliance. I and a friend went to Walmart after work and bought me a couple pairs of flared yoga pants. Now, mind you, I am not a huge guy, but I am chubby and have a big beard. <laughs> I, <laughs> I began wearing them almost every day I worked, and especially if she was working. This infuriated her. I would regularly hear her protests and even saw her go to the AGM, I guess that's the assistant general manager and the general manager, their response was always, I can't say anything, he's in dress code. This continued for a month tops before she requested a transfer, but what made it even more fun was trolling weird perverted customers. They would stand at the deli area and gawk at the young ladies working, especially if they were bent over at the hot food table. When I would notice this, I would sidle over beside them and give the boys two butts to look at before whipping my head around and making eye contact with them. The level of disgust on their faces <laughs> <laughs> filled my heart with joy. Me too, OP. Me too. Edit. So I'm, new <laughs> so I'm new to this whole Reddit thing, and I don't know how to edit for an update. I didn't know how to uh, edit for an update at first, but the outpouring of positivity and support has been wonderful. <laughs> I do still own the yoga pants, so the possibility of pics does exist. And unlike when I worked at Wawa, oh my gosh, it was Wawa. My job is much more physical, so I might fill them out better. LOL. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Well done. Bruh <laughs> fucking vo, man. Bruh fucking. Mm hmm. Yes. Let me just say uh, early in the post, he said something about um, there were no gender designation for the rules for the clothes. That's because mm -hmm. legally there can't be. You cannot make nope. rules for one gender's attire and not another. So that that's that's something that really irks me. And I I hate uh, dress codes. I I know we live in a world where you know if you're in a public facing position, sometimes you do need to have a dress code that doesn't say things like. Or, or does say things like your clothes can't be dirty, smelly, and full of holes because not everybody has the same expectations of self, but... Um, Easiest way to avoid yeah. dress codes at work is have a fucking uniform. That's not even true. kidding. That's true. The easiest, easiest way to avoid a dress code at work is have a uniform. Or... Or, like, there are certain situations in certain employments where you would not dress up like a sanitation engineer if you worked at an insurance company. Like, you know, you use your common sense. If you have a suit and tie job, you wear a suit and tie. Yeah. If you don't have a suit, if you don't have a suit and tie job, then your company either needs to have a uniform or leave you the fuck alone. I mean, like, you have to use common sense. And well, common there's sense a right isn't way. common. That's the problem. Well, and the, the, yeah, you're right. Common sense is not common knowledge. You're right. 
there there has to be a standard like you can't you you have to be covered and clothed to come to work but whatever whatever you do wear if i don't have a uniform like let's just you know not wear anything really risque i mean you know but like i said like I'm sitting here trying to say what you should do instead of a uniform, and it's 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 even convoluted to explain that way. If you don't have a uniform, then don't fucking bitch about what your people wear to work. Well, it's I a- I will say I my hackles do instantly start to rise when I hear dress code. But on the flip side of that, I have had to have a conversation with one of my reportees, um, somebody who I supervise, mm-hmm. that she needs to either find or get a new pair of sweatpants or mend the holes in the butt of the sweatpants she's currently wearing because her colleagues don't have to see her underwear. Again. Common this sense. This is that, that yeah. versus common knowledge. Common sense versus common knowledge. So I, I mean, can... like, and, and see, but that's why we have bosses. You know, <laughs> no, I'm not even, you know, I, it really like it just it's I I have such a jaded point of view on it. Like it just it's all so simple to me. The dots just connect. And for other people, it just doesn't. And I get that. So I can see how, you know, dress codes might be a little. Fucked up in some places, but either way, even if. Even if there is a violation of some hypothetical dress code, the manager still has to have management skills, not bullying skills. And For sure. I think that, yeah. And and I think and I think that had your manager exhibited some level of fucking leadership instead of bullying, you wouldn't have even had to go buy yoga pants. You would have just been like, oh, okay, I totally get what the what the deal is. And you would have been happily you know it, you would have happily acquiesced in into wearing whatever regalia this manager would have considered appropriate because they would have come about you in a nice way they get more flies of honey than with vinegar but you know what you want to ratchet up your dick switch or you want to ratchet up the dick and hit your bitch switch miss manager this is what you get have fun with your fucking yoga pants and I totally would have paid money to see some dudes ogling his butt before he turned around and showed them his beard that's, that's at just... least worth that's at least worth lunch yeah that... i mean like i i oh yeah that w- that would have been awesome so go uop that was a great uh malicious compliance all right let's jump over to r slash petty revenge entitled parker parked in my driveway so i blocked them in and got drunk all weekend friday night i came home from work to find someone on our block was having a large party and someone decided they were entitled to park in my driveway. Keep in mind, my driveway is a single car width lined with a retaining wall on on both sides and a garage at the end, essentially impossible for a tow truck to come pull them out without property damage. Seeing this and the lack of street parking, I took this as a cue to park right behind them in my driveway. Now, a few hours go by and their entitled Parker is now knocking on my door demanding I move my car so she can leave. Seeing as they were demanding, I informed them that I had been drinking and would not be moving my car. The entitled Parker then decides to call the police to get them to force me to move. When the police knock on my door, I was sure to grab a beer from the fridge before I answered to talk to the officer. 
I had informed him that after I got home, I was unwinding and had been drinking and was in no shape to drive. At this point, their hands were tied because they couldn't tow her car out. I'm in no shape to drive and I'm legally parked in my driveway. I ended up telling the mm. entitled... <laughs> I ended up telling the entitled Parker that since it's a long weekend, I would be on a week long bender, weekend long bender, and they could come move my, um, and they could come move their car after I go to work on Tuesday. Bravo. Another great one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean, like normally, like normally with, with parking and shit like that, normally I think people are like, people feel really entitled to their parking spot, but this is not an on-street parking situation. This is like somebody actually just decided to hijack a motherfucker's driveway. Yep. And and instead of getting away with it and, you know, possibly doing it again, I really hope that this dude made her wait till fucking Tuesday. I I, I really, like, I really wish I could see how this really just, um, it, like, culminated to a head listen he because he did her a favor she is lucky that that retaining wall is there otherwise i'm sure he probably would have at least considered having her towed i would have had her towed and then that car sits in an impound lot until at least tuesday morning if it's a holiday weekend and then you're paying the impounding fee. You're paying the lot fee. He saved her hundreds of dollars. OP is not just a uh, person that's great at petty revenge, but he does so with a heart. That's that's my perspective on this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this is petty revenge instead of nuclear revenge. Yep. Which, which we will dive into that subreddit at some point in time. Not this episode, but... Later on through the subcockles, I'm sure we'll get there. But you know, I think that I, I think that uh, that you you definitely get a, a, a good round of applause for excellent ex- execution on this uh, on this particular revenge plot. But man, yeah, the the level of entitlement, both in stealing somebody's parking spot, but then calling the police. Like, how did that call go? Hello, police. Yeah, really. I'd like to report. Uh, that I've trespassed on a stranger's property and left my property there. And now my property is blocked in and I want you to come force um, the owner to move their car so I can recover the property that I illegally left on their uh, driveway. Yeah. That some people just think they're entitled to the moon. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I, you know what? I hope that I run across this during my YouTube uh, excursions, at, like Karen's getting revenge and shit like that. Like, I love watching those YouTube videos, like oh, those yeah. compilations where Karen's get served with justice or like they're misbehaving in court. Yeah. Like, and the judge is like, no, I don't know what you're thinking, but this is my court. Like, I love seeing Karen's get served like that. I'd love to see like the police respond to this and be like, okay, so wait. <laughs> oh wait! I just I want to wrap my mind around this. Make sure my body cams on. I have to get this on film. Nobody will ever believe this. So you're telling me that you went and lay not only illegally but lazily parked yourself into this man's driveway, 
And then he came home from work and didn't want to fucking park around the block, which is what you should have done. So logically parks in his own driveway, which he owns and now blocked your illegally parked car in. And now since he's refusing to move, you're calling out like unable to move unable. He's well, impaired. Well, well at, at this point in time, like, at the, well, no, they would have already arrived. So yeah, he's he's legally drunk. He's impaired, and and now you want us to do what? Do you want us to get into his car and move it? Like, is that what you're is that what you're seeking? Like, I wonder if like I like it just makes me think like is that what she really wanted for like the cop to get in and move it? Fat fucking chance. Now I'll I'll be honest with you. You know. I could see myself being like, okay, I've been drinking, officer, do me a favor. If you don't mind moving the car, just get this bitch out of my driveway. Like, that's probably what I would have done. I wouldn't even have thought ahead enough to have been like, no, bitch, come back Tuesday. <laughs> like, I'd love to see somebody park me in. Like, or or I'd love to see, like, caregiver Katie park somebody into our driveway and then, like, leave in her own car, like mm-hmm. park them in, in my van and then leave in her car and then have somebody come up and start bitching the holy hell. Like you need to move your van. <laughs> like, um, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> that is absolutely impossible. Like, you know, I just, yeah, some people, some people. All right. Oh, let's, let's bounce back to our slash malicious compliance. <clears throat> from right-handed danger or dranger sorry right-handed dranger boss says if you're one minute late i'm docking 15 minutes from your time gets mad when i don't work the 15 minutes i was docked for free posted this on another sub and got told to try it here so this happened about four years ago i do construction and we start fairly early Boss got tired of people walking in at 6.05 or 6.03 when we start at 6 o'clock, even though he was a few minutes late more consistently than any of us were. So he said, if if you aren't standing in front of me at 6 o'clock when we start, then I'm docking 15 minutes from your time for the day. The next day, I accidentally forgot my tape measure in my car and had to walk back across the job site to grab it. Made it inside by 6.01. Boss chewed me out and told me he was serious yesterday and docked me 15 minutes. So I took all of my tools off right there and sat down on a bucket. He asked me why I wasn't getting to work and I said, I'm not getting paid until 6.15, so I'm not doing any work until 6.15. I enjoy what I do, but I don't do it for free. He tried to argue with me about it until I said, if you're telling me to work without paying me, then that's against the law. You really want to open the company and yourself up to that kind of risk? Maybe I'm the kind to sue, maybe I'm not. But if you keep on telling me to work after you docked my time, then we're going to find out one way or another. He shut up pretty quickly after that, and everyone else saw me do it and him cave. So now they weren't going to take his crap either. Over the next few days, guys that would, would have been one or two minutes late just texted the boss, Hey, sorry, boss. Would have been there at 6.02 and gotten docked. So I'll see you at 6.15 and I'll get to work then. And then sat in their cars until 6.15 and came in when their time started. 
So between people doing what I did or just staying in their cars instead, he lost a ton of productivity and morale because he decided that losing 15 minutes of productivity per person and feeling like a big man was better than losing literally one or two minutes of productivity. Even though everyone stands around BSing and getting material together for the day until about 610 anyway. After a few weeks of that, he got chewed out by his boss over the loss of productivity and how bad the docking docked timesheets were looking and reflecting poorly on him as a leader because we were missing deadlines over it and it showed that he doesn't know how to manage his people. And then suddenly his little self-implemented policy was gone and we were all working like we were supposed to and caught back up very quick, fairly quickly. Worker solidarity for the win. Not one person took his crap and worked that time for free after he tried to swing his weight around on them. But obviously, I was a target after that and only made it two more months before he had stacked up enough BS reasons to get away with firing me when I called in a few days in a row after my mom fell and I took off work to take care of her and monitor for a while during the day. So, that's our story. Well, well, well. I gotta say, I gotta give another round of applause for malicious compliance on that guy, too. That... Because I, I I don't blame you a bit. That that was some fucking petty ass bullshit that boss tried to pull. And you're absolutely right. He you stuck to your guns. You know that you know the law, and uh, and you threw it right back in his face. I mean, like congratulations, because you know what? You're right. You don't work for fucking free, and don't let anybody tell you to. Yeah, I think in That's... the article, uh, it sounded like what he threatened the boss with was getting hurt on the job site. When he wasn't on the clock, which right. is a liability lawsuit. Um, but it, assuming that this is in the United States, it's also really, really illegal to tell people, tell your employees that they have to work without getting paid. That itself right. is a huge liability. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised the higher ups didn't uh, knock the boss for that. It's just funny. It's just funny when when somebody thinks like that they're doing something like super awesome and great for the company. It's like, oh yeah, I'm saving you all these times. You know, little by little, these people are robbing you of the clock. But I'm on the back end when the number sheet comes out. It's like, yeah, you know what? You did save us a little bit of of, uh, of time there. Thank thanks for that. But we lost all this productivity, and now I look like shit because you are running a like. Hmm. Do you think I give a fuck with these type? Like, I got a job to do. I got a deadline to meet. I don't care how it gets done. I need it done by this time, and you're not doing it. Losing Do dollars think, like, to save mm-hmm. pennies. Yep. Losing dollars to yep. save pennies. It's just a shame yep. that the uh, OP lost his job, but it sounds like it sounds like he did okay if he's uh, bragging about it online. So. Um, I mean, like, hopefully, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the, one of the worst things about, about being a crusader like that is you end up being a martyr. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of times it's for nothing. Like, you know, you, you had, you, you had your one little slice of victory on that one, but ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad you lost your job because it sounds like that wasn't a place that you belonged anyhow, dude. Um, hopefully you're, you're on to bigger and better things. 
Yeah, I'll I'll co-sign that. Hopefully, you landed on your feet and you're onto something better. Right. All right. Let's bounce back to Petty Revenge, and we're going with Tongue Tied Twenty Three. Nurse Stiff's DoorDash driver gets arrested. This occurred in September of last year. I was making a routine lunch delivery to the hospital nearby. The customer didn't provide any delivery instructions other than to call when I arrived. I called and called. No reply, waited and waited. In that instance, we leave the food in a safe place, in this case, the admissions desk, and notify the customer. About five minutes later, I start getting furious texts from the person. Where's my food? I told you where to bring it. You goddamn moron. Do not leave it there. This is your fault. You're a fucking idiot. I apologize profusely despite her insistent lies that she said where to leave it and her swearing at me. Five minutes go by and I get notified that she claims she never received the food and left a negative rating. So I uh, contacted support to address the rating and since I was nearby, returned to the delivery location to find out what happened to the order. When I arrived, the admissions desk personnel tell me the individual came down in a huff, cussing and took the food, and it's on camera. DoorDash is on with the customer who is texting that someone stole it, and she refuses to pay for it. I knew that the order name was Russian. It was an unusual name. DoorDash says if I can verify it was received, they will remove the uh, rating. Admissions people notify an admin to come talk to me. The admin contacts hospital security, who speaks to me, then decides to go ask the nurse to pay for the order. They talked to her, and she refused. They said that they might be forced to notify the police, and she says, go ahead, to the hospital security. Anywho, (laughs) Anywho, the police are contacted. I file a brief statement for theft of service, and a female detective reached out to me a few weeks later. I said... Do you really think it's worth pursuing such a small amount? And she reminded me of her vindictive texts and how she was offering multiple opportunity offered multiple opportunities to cha- uh, avoid charges, and she refused. She literally came after me hard. My mind was instantly made up. The detective said she would go to her house first, but if she wasn't home, she'd arrest her at the hospital. It was a misdemeanor fraud and something else. Then months went by, heard nothing back, then got an email from the court on Tuesday asking for my address and where to send the check for restitution because she pled guilty. That is a great story. I actually really, really, that makes me so happy. I have, uh, no, it really, really does, OP. I have such a soft spot in my heart for people that deliver food. Okay, I am a 100% handicapped man, and DoorDash is the greatest thing that ever fucking happened to me, period. I don't care what anybody has to say bad about it, because when you can't go to McDonald's, because I can't, I cannot physically get in my, like, for a fucking cheeseburger, the amount of ass pain that it would take to get me out and go get it would just be ludicrous. DoorDash happened. I can get somebody a cheeseburger and just throw them 10 bucks to give it to me. Oh, like that just that makes my heart happy. And people like this make make DoorDash difficult to exist. Mm-hmm. Like people people like this make DoorDash delivery service like a problem. And I, 
I really like I I really despise people who do that. Like you're actually taking like dude, that's like hitting a dog, man. Like, come on. Like that's just punching low, taking away DoorDash, making complaints like that, making people not want to do it because of liabilities and lawsuits. Fuck you, you deserve to go to jail, you bitch. Yeah, because you had to walk down to admin to get your food. Oh, boo-hoo. Should have left better instructions. Seriously. And, you know, I, I just, I detest people who treat other people who work in the service industry like DoorDash. Like they're not real people. So, you know, screw that nurse. I'm glad that the detective talked you into uh, pursuing the charges and that you're getting your restitution and hopefully that bad rating off of your record. So keep, keep uh, delivering our, our lunches, OP. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Solidarity, man. All right. Let's jump over to our slash relationship advice because we are just jumping beans today, Buck. And well, you know what? It's we, we, we searched so long and hard for an asshole last week. We had so many posts. I got so many things into you to review. And I figured we'd have at least one real dickhead in there. And we only had like one real dickhead in that whole episode. So I figured when I was looking this week, I was like, no, no, no. I'm not doing this to these people again. So what do we got up next? Up next from Famous Palpitation 51. Called my boyfriend 26 to tell uh, how my female 22 dad passed away only for him to tell me he's sleeping and will call me back later six hours later i watched my dad take his last breath and felt his last heartbeat had to translate everything to my mom about his end of life condition because she couldn't speak english and repeating everything what the doctors were saying about his condition in vietnamese to my mom was so hard Watching her about to crumble anxiously, waiting for me to tell her what the heck is going on with her husband, while I had to stay strong to force out the words uh, of my mouth while uh, without trembling so fucking hard. I got home at 10 p.m. after being in the hospital for 11 hours, uh, wanting to finally talk to my boyfriend so I can just cry while he listens. He was sleeping until I called him. I told him my dad passed away and I just started to sob. I then started to talk about what happened in the hospital. And in the middle of it, I looked at the FaceTime call only to see him dozing off. He then woke up after noticing me stopping my story and said, Can I call you back in 20 minutes? I said, Sure, while I'm clearly in tears and said to myself, Maybe he just needs a minute to wake himself up. But nope, he calls me five to six hours later and texts me saying, Sorry, I fell asleep. He was never there for me when I needed him, and, and the time I needed him the most, he chose to sleep. I'm just so upset because I could have smacked myself awake ASAP to comfort my partner after losing a loved one. And I made it clear that to him that I was upset how he just decided to sleep when I wanted to talk to him, and he just responded with, Can't you understand I was sleeping? Am I being overly dramatic and just caught him at a bad time? What would you do if your partner called you crying? How they lost a loved one in the middle of your slumber? Also, sorry for the major grammar mistakes. I have no energy to reread or fix. 
back? Well, um, I wish she wasn't sleeping right now because uh, caregiver Katie's uh, ex-husband uh, pretty much responded the same way, not by sleeping, but just by really being very cold and dismissive after her mother passed away. Like, Caregiver Katie actually lived through something very similar to this. And without really, like, airing out her laundry, because I'm not super sure exactly how the story goes, so I gave you the cliff notes. And I will tell you that that man is her ex-husband. And I think that you should do the same thing. Agreed. Well, oh, I was well, gonna... there. There we go. There. Do you want to? Do you want to chime in on this? No. Okay. Well, she she definitely agrees. Well, I would just say I I was willing to give the boyfriend the benefit of the doubt up until the uh, point that OP talked to him later, and his response was, "Can't you understand? I was sleeping because when uh -huh. when I was in my early twenties, like they are, I was a." like Olympic style sleeper. I know for a fact I once accepted a job offer in my sleep um, because I woke up at just as the, uh, the person on the phone was thanking me for accepting and I have no idea what job I accepted. I just know that I didn't show up the first day. <laughs> um, I've had complete conversations in my sleep and I, um, I would even tell people that woke me up. Yes, I'm awake. I would sit up and I would immediately fall back to sleep and not remember the interaction because your brain doesn't remember the last couple minutes before you fall asleep. So, um, not to, not to say that uh, I wouldn't immediately wake up if I heard um, that my significant other's loved one had passed away. I, what I'm saying is it's entirely possible that I would respond and you would think that I was awake and I wasn't. But, I, mm -hmm. but if I woke up five hours later and found out that I had behaved that way in my sleep, I don't care if I was asleep. I would be horrified with myself. I'd be apologizing and I would be falling all over myself to try to help OP as much as I could and make what's wrong in our relationship because of that right. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. And, you know, I was actually really, really with you on, on wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt right up until the same point. Can't yeah. you understand? I was sleeping. Yeah, like no, I, that's cold. Mm, no, and and like I was gonna go. I was gonna be like, oh well, you know, some people respond that he might have been busy, been pulling an all nighter, you know, whatever, been working third shift, and like you know, those those are instances that happen. And some people, after they've been, you know, on the job for so long, or you know, out partying for so long, whatever, whatever. They're just, they're just no good. And, you know, from personal experience, caregiver Katie's, you know, been trying to talk to me a couple of times about something that's really been rubbing her the wrong way or really emotional. And I'm just in pain 
or sometimes I'm really just that tired. And I have to look at her, and I'm like, caregiver Katie, listen, I love you so much, and I know that whatever you're talking about is so important, but I am hurting so bad, or I am so tired, or whatever, whatever, that I am completely unable to engage in conversation. I'm literally, like, almost falling asleep. Just come over here and let me hold you. And then, you know, when we wake up, we talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, you, you, there's, there's no problem in ducking out. Like, if you're no good, tap out. Just be like, whoa, whoa. I know you're going through something, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry your father passed away. And, you know, there's really never a really good acceptable reason for me to get you off the phone right now. You know, I, I really can't fathom what a good reason would be or why I would be too tired to help you with this at the moment. But I need to go back to sleep for whatever reason. Can you just come over here and be with me? Or, you know, is it something like that? Like, find find a diplomatic way to tap out don't just like don't just ghost your your girlfriend after her fucking dad died dude like come on there's there's it, nothing you can save yourself with on that and and then definitely don't uh try to paint her as unreasonable or asking for help that's that's pretty yeah. shitty. So I think it wasn't in the Am I the Asshole subreddit, but I think we found ourselves an asshole here. And I would strongly I, I, encourage I, um, I would strongly encourage OP to focus on whatever she needs to do for herself to get herself through the next couple weeks. And once she feels strong enough, uh, drop that turd like he's hot. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get Get the hell out of there. You don't need to be there. Find yourself a dude in a wheelchair. He'll love you right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that wisdom, what do you say we give it Am I the Asshole a shot? Wanna, wanna All right, let's you wanna try some Am I the Asshole? Let's let's go for it. Let's go <clears throat> for it. All right. Miserable contact one seventeen. Am I the asshole for making our children wear our cultural attire in our home? My husband and I are are originally from India, but we moved to London after we got married. We have three children, 17 female, 15 male, 11 female, who we like to keep connected to their culture. While we may be British citizens, we maintain our heritage. We also have a lot of family in India who we visit at least every year. One rule we uh, we have in our home is we wear traditional Indian clothing. I don't think there is anything wrong with wanting to dress like our culture. My oldest daughter doesn't enjoy this rule. She claims to prefer pants and doesn't like dresses, which she has to wear in the house. We let them dress Western for school and outside with friends, but they have to dress Indian in our home. Our youngest daughter has been complaining about this rule. She and the oldest have been saying it's sexist to make them wear Indian dresses in the house, but women only wear dresses in Uh, many cultures so I don't see the problem our son has also caught them dressing western when we aren't there so they've started to be distant from each other at this point I'm worried we're creating too much friction with them okay Buck what do you think I don't think you're the asshole at all I absolutely don't you you have clearly stated that in your home now whoa, whoa, whoa let me let me let me back up 
like and and I'm going to assume that your children live there and don't pay for anything. Um, like you're not charging them rent. I'm you're sorry, not, it was you're not. It, you know, the children are 17 female, 15 male, and 11 female. Yeah, so they're not paying rent. Uh, they're they're not they're not chipping in on food expenses, and you let them dress however they like or Western when they leave the house. Your only your only demand is that they dress culturally in home. Like I I personally I just I don't I don't I I I I have to err on the side of the person who like house rules, you know? Like that's that's just me. You know, like does that apply to like bedtime? Are you not allowed to sleep in like regular PJs? Is there like is there like culturally appropriate bedtime garb? I don't I don't understand it. But but either way, I just if 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 mom and dad are making the rules for the house, then you gotta follow the rules of the house. I don't I don't think they're being assholes. I just don't. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but I just I really don't. I completely disagree with you, Buck. Completely. Okay. Um, one, of course. as somebody who's worn a dress, dresses suck. Unless you're... Uh, okay, unless you're one of those girls whose thighs don't touch, dresses suck ass. Um, and I've never been that girl. The OP says that they're doing this because they want to maintain their children's connection to their culture completely ignorant of the fact that this insistence is driving their female children away from the culture. It is, I'm going to agree with the uh, uh, oldest daughter saying it's sexist to make them wear the dresses. It is, and that is supported by the fact that... What was that? Sorry. That is supported by the fact that their brother, who is the second out of the three children, is tattling on them. I'm recording. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I would say that it is uh, a really, really bad idea and something that unless they want their um, daughters to completely abandon their cultural heritage when they leave home and possibly their parents and brother, I would strongly encourage the parents to back off on this because it's, it's pretty shitty of them. Well, I mean, that's fine because I don't look at it from the girl perspective. I mean, of course yeah. you guys would see them as the asshole. I don't, I don't, like, I don't even have that view on it. You are coming across with major dick energy right no, now. No, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I'm just. Welcome so, back. Welcome back, I'm, Catherine. I'm, I'm uh, just... Catherine, you got anything well, no. to add? Okay. So... Well, no, wait. I just, no, you, you, you can't add anything. You can't just call me a dick and just be like. Uh. No, I said dick energy. I don't care if you say it's dick energy. I'm just trying to be honest. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't I'll never have that viewpoint. So, of course, I, I wouldn't see it as being an asshole. You know, mm -hmm. like, I'm just thinking, eh, house rules. You know, if, you know, I, I'm not a girl. I've never worn a dress on, on like, you know, for any occasion, thigh rubbing and shit like that. That doesn't <laughs> occur to me. That's not even, it's not even my fucking radar. I mean, like, fine. Now that you put the girl spin on it, yeah, that is pretty fucking cruel. 
but I would have never had, like, I just, I don't have that aspect. So it definitely sounds like, as somebody who has, like, at a, on a very short time scale, it was only a month, but lived in India for a month and did have to wear traditional clothing there, A, there's not just dresses that are traditional Indian clothing. So why are you making them wear just dresses? Um, a fair point. B, yeah, Chudadars come with leggings. They wear essentially leggings underneath long tunic shirts, and they are hella comfortable. I would wear those all day long. Still have some that I wear. Uh, B, while you're not an asshole for wanting your kids to like connect with your culture at home, I completely agree with you that you will do nothing but drive that culture away and put a negative spin. Your kids are are seven. Like your oldest is seventeen. Like, this is the time when you should be nurturing their independence, nurturing their sense of self as their own individual person, which I understand is not a culturally acceptable uh, vein of, of um, thought for most Indian parents. Most Indian children stay with their parents for, you know, up until the time they get married, and then they go to their in-law's house if it's the daughter. Or if it's a, a son, they get married and the daughter moves in with the parents and the son. So, but you are in a, you know, very Western hub city of London. And London, while having, you know, great cultural connections to um, all, all areas of India, Indian culture, you should also be fostering her sense of, of individual self to be successful in this in the world that you are currently living in well said Kate, uh, caregiver katie i'm sorry i had big thoughts on that one well, that's fine that's fine i'm still gonna maintain my original verdict though i don't think you're an asshole at all i think you're absolutely ignorant and misinformed and that your goals as good as and and pure as they might be you are attacking them from the most wrong of all perspectives and that if your goal is to actually connect your children with, you know, their culture, maybe you should do that from a different standpoint and, uh, and maybe, you know, relax your rules. I'm sorry. You can think however you want to, but parents are allowed to make whatever rules they want in their house. They just are. Like, and your, your rules don't line up with what your goals are. It's they're also very common for parents' rules to affect the girls much differently than well, they do the boys. Well, it doesn't matter how it affects the girls or the boys. The Mom and dad are allowed to make whatever rules they want. You can like them or not like them. The fact is, is that you're not an asshole. You, you, you'd be an asshole if you were just saying, just because, just because, just because I want it that way. And then not giving them any other reason. I think the fact that they... they that they gave the reason, like, I want you to be connected with our culture is their reason. Like, you know, that's, that's a perfectly acceptable reason for, for wanting your children to, you know, dress and be connected with their culture. And that's why you're forcing it upon them. But they might not see it as them being forceful. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize that there were problems that existed with this particular issue. I, you know, I didn't know that there was, you know, things that would make it difficult for, for a child to assimilate 
or, or, you know, connect with themselves or I can't even re repeat the problems that there were. Like they're still so new to me. They're not even, they're, they're, I'm still having problems recognizing them as they are. But the fact of the matter is, is that I don't think you're an asshole because you're just trying to accomplish a goal and you're going about it the wrong way. If, if you persist in this because you can't see the error of your ways and refuse to like, you know, actually get in line and start doing, doing things correctly to get your children involved in your culture, then yeah, you are kind of an asshole. But at this, I, I, I think that, I think that you're just reaching out for insight as to what the hell the problem might be and you know, take the information for what it is. You don't, you, I don't think you're an asshole. I think you're misinformed and you will be an asshole if you don't jump on the fucking bandwagon and get with the program as that's, that's my final verdict. I, I, I agree with everything you and caregiver Katie say. I really do. I just, I won't, I won't label this person as an, as an asshole. I think they're just uneducated and misinformed. I and think hopefully they get with the program. I think you said it best when you said that your uh, goals and your tactics are misaligned. I think that is a hundred percent correct. All right, I totally I've got non dick energy. I've got <laughs> one. I've got one more story from R slash Am I the asshole? And Buck, I I found this one, and I think that you may find more common ground with the. Um, OP because the OP is male. So hopefully that helps. Okay? I hope so. Because I was the deck was really stacked against me in the last post. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to try to uh, attack the um, user post name because it's just a long line of vowels. So we'll just dive in. Am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to continue doing my laundry if she wants me to buy groceries? My girlfriend, 28 female, and I, 32 male, have been living together for four years now. She works from home since COVID most of the time, but sometimes goes into the office. I go to my office every day. My girlfriend has always done our laundry together and never had a problem with it for all of these years. Since she works from home, she takes care of a lot of the housework, but I do help out uh, where I can when I get back from work, although she often refuses my offers with reasons like, I should wash my hands better. I do wash my hands, though. Lately, she has started separating my undergarments and vests from the laundry pile and not washing them when she had no trouble doing that in the past. She said that my undergarments will contaminate her clothes and wants me to do them myself in a separate load. Yet, she still washes hers in the same load. I suggested we do all of our undergarments in a different load, and she said no because hers are cleaner and that would be worse. She got pretty mad and made some nasty comments about my hygiene, saying I should keep cleaner in my privates, not soil myself, I do not, and learn how to wash my hands. I do shower and I do wash my hands, but maybe it's natural that men smell more. I don't know. I'm getting pretty annoyed at being treated like I am disgusting when I am not. I lived with my mom before her, who did my laundry and never said my boxers were dirty. I said if she keeps doing this, I will stop buying the groceries she keeps telling me to bring on my commute from uh, work, and she can do that herself. All right, Buck. 
What advice do you have for OP? You are going to die on this hill, my friend. That's like my advice to you is stop where you are right now. Stop. If you stop this fight right now and actually sit down with your girlfriend at the fucking table and make out a plan for equitable distribution of labor regarding household chores, this will never fucking be a problem again. Because I will tell you what right now. The problem is, is that you are not carrying your weight in your girlfriend's eyes. Okay? Whether you actually are or you actually aren't carrying your weight is absolutely irrelevant. It does not matter. What matters is your girlfriend's perception of this. If the if and and I will let you know right now that if the if the gender roles were flipped in this post and OP were a woman, I'd be saying the exact same thing. This is not this 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 is this comment is not type specific because you're a man. If there are disputes about gender, uh, excuse me, about about people doing this versus this because I do this, I won't do this. If that's ever a conversation that comes up in a relationship. You need to put your fucking adult pants on because, you know, I hate to tell you, you're both fucking adults and you need to sit your both, you need to sit your asses down and you need to come to an accord. Okay. Because separating laundry all of a sudden, okay, calling you disgusting and mentioning your hygiene habits. How long you been together? You know, does it say in the, in the post, Sadar? No, it does not. Okay. So Oh yeah, know, yeah, sorry. Uh, Live together for four years now. Okay, yeah. You've been together for four fucking years and now all of a sudden your underwear is dirty. Now all of a sudden this is a problem. I'm telling you what, buddy, there's something wrong in the camp. And well, it ain't the fucking wait, laundry. Wait, wait, wait. The separating the undergarments is new, but telling him not to worry about doing the chores is because um, has he says that she's always done most of the chores for reasons like I should wash my hands better. No, uh, I'm going to disagree. But I'm not, you go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm, what I'm saying is is that I believe that you should wash your hands better. You're obviously doing something and you're fucking it up. You need to sit down with your fucking partner. And 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 figure out how to how to whittle this shit out, is what it is. Okay, you both need to be adults. And you, sir, you, sir, sound like you have a little bit more slack to 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 give up in this in this argument. I think compromise is going to have to be a little bit more from your direction than hers. I really do. Okay, for reasons like you don't wash your hands properly, that's not a fucking reason. Okay, that's Wait. because you're fucking whoa and and whoa, I'm just gonna go back to this washing hands thing. Okay, you sir are a fucking man child, is what it boils down to. Okay, you're coming home and you're half assing shit and you're making shit dirty, more dirty than you are clean because you're not you're not doing your shit right. I I dude, you need to sit down and you need to have a talk. 
but go ahead. What what were you going to interject with before I really sound stupid? Um, well, the post has been edited, and I found a quote that apparently the OP removed from his original post. Um, oh. It's just uh, one line, and it's enough for me to... I was leaning this way, but he made the comment, I'm hairy there, meaning his private areas, and have streaks in my underwear. <laughs> Dude. 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 Listen, this... It, no, you're, you're a fucking pig, man. This Sit, has... You need, you need to... Mm. This has total man-child energy, the whole post. I mean, I'm I, glad. <laughs> I'm glad I said it. I'm glad I said man-child. I'm yeah. glad I called him a man-child. You got it first, but his whole argument is: my mom never had problems cleaning my underwear, so why does my girlfriend? I'm gonna stop doing the little bit of housework to contribute to this household that I do now until she starts washing my shitty underwear. Um, and if. Uh, you're not willing to wash your hands before putting the dishes away. Uh, never invite me to your house. I'm yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> like gross. Um, yeah, I I think he's a slob. That's what I'm getting here. And um, if the uh, the dingleberries are so bad that you're leaving racing stripes in in all of your underwear, maybe. Start uh, manscaping a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've got some leakage going on. You might want to talk to a doctor and see if there's anything that can be done about that. Or uh, suck it up and soak your underwear your damn self and wash them separately because it's not unreasonable at all. To uh, No, it's uh, not. Uh, and if that's all that your girl's asking you to do is maybe wash your hands before you um, contribute to the the household and soak your own underwear, at least you've got a woman that's willing to stay with you and sleep next to you, knowing that you've got crusty shit on your asshole. Yeah, no shit, man. Like you know, and I was gonna die. I was I was getting ready to say it. You know, hand washing. And laundry is not the fucking problem here, dude. You are. Yeah. You need to sit down. You need to get some expectations out. And not yours. Not your expectations. You need to find out what she expects. Because you, sir... Like, you two need to sit down, man. Because it sounds like she wants a partner and you want another mom. And Bingo. Bingo. And, and 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 buddy, if that's really the road that you expect this this relationship to head down, then just break up with the woman because you're stringing her along and you're going to make her miserable for the rest of her life. You know there, you know, and there are there are women out there who just love mothering a man. There really are, there really are, and you can find one who will clean your shitty underwear and put away your fucking dishes. There, there are women out there who just love doing that. There are. But it doesn't sound like you're with one of them. So you need to sit down and figure this shit out real quick. Or else you're going to run into a lot of turbulence. Because I swear to God, if you hold groceries, the one thing that makes it convenient to have you around. Because <laughs> I don't see what else. You, haven't, you have not highlighted 
other assets or pros to being your boyfriend. You know, it's like, okay, come, like, let's let's put this down. Let's put this down on a dating profile. Looking for a woman to do literally everything for me, including sleep with me, knowing that I shit myself and wipe my hairy dick around on shit all day long. And now I want you to suck it. So I want that. And then also in return, in return for all of this, I will chip in with bills because that's what guys do. And if you need something from the store, I'll helicopter it in on my commute home. If you call me before I pass the store. You know, and, and then I will be the most devoted boyfriend you've ever had. I will watch the best TV shows, but I won't have the volume on too loud. You know, video games, I can play with a headset on, but don't interrupt me. You know, like, dude, you're selling all the hot points here, man. I can't, if I were a woman, I'd try to date you twice. You just sound like a real fucking pearl. You can you're keep You're an idiot, them. man. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, You're an is. idiot, dude. Totally you know, go, go, go. If if your mom had no problem washing your shitty underwear, then go back home and live with your mom. Because real women don't want that. I'll actually speak for real women. You know, real women don't want that. Can you agree with me? I Thank will, you. I, I will say, in from previous conversations with you, Buck, real women will suck it up when the chips are down and there's an emergency. But to have to scrape off your underwear before washing it every week, every pair? No. No, Buck, you are 100% right. There is no woman in the world that uh, is totally at peace with that. Yeah. Buddy, you just... And I bet you, I bet you anything, the only time you can get your girlfriend to touch you is when you're fresh from the shower. Does that Buddy, not tell you're you lucky, anything? You're, dude, you're lucky this woman still lets you put your mouth on her. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, you don't wash your hands right, yet she still lets you touch her. Why are you even bitching? God. We got uh, do we got anything else in the gallery in this bag of dicks today? That was the last uh crusty dick of the day, Buck. Oh my god, what it's a what fun. a great way to end. It's oh been my fun. gosh. You know what though? I gotta tell you, this is just a great old time. They and you know, I'm I'm so glad that we get to do this every week. It's so so cathartic to realize that like the world is filled with so many assholes that I don't have to personally deal with. It's just, it's just, you know, well, this... whose one-stop station for online vindication is this? I personally get a lot out of it. <laughs> I love the fact that we can make fun of assholes and laugh at assholes and wag our fingers at assholes without actually having to be around or talk or share the same space with those assholes. Right. Thanks for right. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Buck. Either way, absolutely, Sadar. Thank you so much, and thanks to Caregiver Katie for uh, enlightening us with her pearls of wisdom on uh, on a few posts today. 
And uh, folks, please join us again for our, uh, another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit next time. And make sure you also tune into our second podcast with Raz and I, the Social Liability Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms where you can find this one. And folks, have a wonderful, safe, and happy week. Thanks again.